0: Welcome to the Made for Mondays podcast, where each week we talk about how to be love in our day-to-day lives. Now, here are your hosts, Executive Director at Believer's Church, Heather Carl, and Senior Pastor of Believer's Church, Jamie Stewart.
1: Hey there, Jamie.
2: Heather, how are you?
1: I'm good. How's your week going?
2: It's another week.
1: It's another week. Just
2: like last week. I know.
1: Seems like Mm -hmm. it. But it is the final week of April, which I cannot believe. It's this weird time passing of time that feels like it's really fast that we're already this far into the mm-hmm. year but like we've got there slowly going through a river of molasses.
2: Yeah. April was super slow. This month is supposed to be my motorcycle sabbatical. It's not happening.
1: I know. I'm so sorry. What?
2: Maybe September.
1: This is like the first time in how many years that you haven't done that? 13 or 14, I think. Wow. Yeah. What an adjustment.
2: Yeah. So hopefully we'll pick up in the fall and that's what we all need to do, right? We need to readjust and, you know, it's not like life, it's not like, I mean, we've lost some things, but you can, you can look at it. Your perspective can be. I'm rescheduling things. Right. I have different things to look forward to at different times, and that's, that's kind of how I'm going into it.
1: There you go. That's a good
2: yep. attitude. Good outlook. Thanks.
1: So before we dive a little deeper into yesterday's message, we thought it would be fun to introduce our five listeners yes. to a staff member that many may not know because when he's doing his job well, which he really does most of the time. Most of the time. He's behind the scenes, making the rest of us look like we know exactly what we're doing. Yeah,
2: you said this could be fun. Um, It could be like if if our if we didn't have five loyal listeners, Uh this could be one of the riskiest things we've ever done.
1: Well, I am still certain that that's true. We try to keep these around like 30, yeah. 35 minutes. Just
2: don't ask him to tell a story.
1: Right. So <laughs> we've only given him two questions.
2: <laughs> Let's see how long he takes.
1: Okay. So with that, we want to welcome <laughs> Kyle to the pod. Hi, Kyle. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well. Good. So Jamie, um, do you remember when we tried to hire a different guy and then got stuck with Kyle?
2: I don't remember his name.
1: Matt. Matt. <laughs>
2: I did not remember his name either. I thought you had his name tattooed on you.
1: His, his name was Matt. Matt. His name yeah.
2: haunts me in my dreams. I do <laughs> I do remember. I remember because um, I've interviewed a lot of people through the years.
1: I know you have. I've been a part of many of them yeah. with you.
2: And um, Kyle, the interview with Kyle was <laughs> one of the biggest train wrecks I've ever been a part of.
1: I mean to tell you, we <laughs> talk about it. Oh, I would I venture to say on at least on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, yes. it's such a good story. Hey, this has been really fun being on the podcast so far, guys. <laughs> I'm, so,
1: I'm so glad. Yeah. Okay, so with that, that's a perfect transition yeah. because it all worked out,
2: really. It really did. And, and I will say, I mean, I joke about that all the time. I'm so grateful for the way that it worked out because when Kyle got here, and I mean this as a very high compliment, it was like an old shoe. Yeah. You know, like he just fit right in. He He, does fit right in. It was just fantastic.
1: Yes. And so, Kyle, you have been our production director for three years now. Hard
2: to believe three years. I know. Already. Time's flying. Flying. Even with my long stories. (laughs) That's
1: true. Um, But you've been doing all of the techie things for like a long time. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you wound up in church production? And then even if you want to tell us a little bit about how you got here.
0: Yep. So uh, I've always grown up in the church. Um, So with church, you have summer camps. Um, So I started doing uh, text uh, photography sound for camps in middle school. Uh, I was thinking back to that the other day when I got these questions. And I remember we had our picture camera that we were going around with actually used floppy disks. So we would have one pocket of the blank ones and one of the full floppies. Yeah, that's great. And you'd have about six pictures on each. So we've come a long way since then. Um, So I volunteered doing stuff all the way through um, high school. And then I started working part-time for a church. Um, That kind of went up to uh, when I got married, needed a full-time job. So I did graphic design for a little bit. Um, And then I really felt that I was being called back into ministry and specifically church ministry. Um, So I started looking for a job and uh, through a few uh, connections I had with some different people, I got linked up with believers and... Then the first guy didn't accept the job offer, and here I am. So (laughs) So good. (laughs) It's been great ever since.
1: Very good. So your expertise and leadership have really equipped our staff and our production impact teams to create an amazing worship environment, both on campus and online. And you mentioned your involvement like in middle school. I've loved just how you've kind of taken our next-gen kids and just brought them into all those production teams, too. It's really awesome to see. I mean, every Sunday that we're on campus, um, there are sixth graders that are running our cameras, and it's just awesome to see um, you be able to just kind of bring that next generation into ministry just like you were. So it's incredible to see all the work that goes into the final results that people see online. Um, How did you have to pivot ministry Once all of our worship experiences went online, like we're not able to meet on campus right now. So how did, how did things change for you in leading that?
0: So fortunately, we did not have to really change the process of how we did things or really even why we did what we do or why we do what we did. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, our model has kind of been, we've been streaming, um, and, We were working on uh, some upgrades, some new processes over the last year, really. I mentioned to Jamie the other day, even if we would have known about this a year ago, we couldn't have really positioned ourselves to be online only better than the position that we found ourselves in. Right. So what it's done for us, though, is given us an opportunity. Like you said, we've brought in some middle schoolers, um, some new camera people, and it gives us this opportunity to... Train them in an environment where they're not being a distraction. Mm -hmm. While we're recording, I can go up to them, I can help them out with something. Um, We can do some new things. You'll see some people on stage uh, and their white legs when they wear shorts (laughs) (laughs) uh, right behind Sam. Um, So, yeah, it's been a really unique opportunity, Um, but luckily, it wasn't like a huge. vision shift or paradigm shift for us. It kind of fit right in with what we were already doing.
1: Right. That's great because you've been able to maximize like some training opportunities that we've had, which is awesome. So how do you anticipate those changes will affect us when we get back to being on campus and having our room filled up again?
0: I think it'll really help with the video side of things, um, both For our IMAG directors, which are the guys who are switching between the camera shots and camera operators, um, we've always tried to stress the importance of how many people watch online every week. And now that we've gone through, you know, two, three, four months, maybe the next two years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope, stop it.
0: Of uh, online only, um, I'm hoping that carries over the importance of. knowing that through that camera and through what they're doing, there's hundreds, thousands of people every week who are um, receiving the message through what they're doing. Yeah.
2: You know, you used to, when we were meeting live, which seems like forever ago, you used to, we we huddle up with our teams and kind of give them the talk about what the day's all about and whatever. And you would often say, you know, don't forget, you know, last week we had, you know, 200 people, 300 Mm -hmm. people, whatever it was, uh, watching online. So, you know, what you do is bigger reach than what you have in this room. And, um, yeah, it's kind of weird now. Like now everything is right. Now there's hundreds, like you said, even sometimes thousands. Um, yeah. So, it's just kind of interesting, you know, that mindset that, that you were trying to instill in us and all of your volunteers prior to you. Now it's
0: the only mindset. Now it's, it's the only, reality.
2: It's the reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right.
1: right. Well, Kyle, we do. Um, we love to joke around on staff around here, but we really do appreciate all you do in serving Jesus at Believers. And we thank you for being here today.
2: Thank you very much. All right, Jamie. That was way less risky than I thought it was know, going to it went be. I know, really well. But he was
1: really prepared.
2: Yeah, he was. was good. good job, <laughs> That's Kyle. That's
1: um, So yesterday, we were in week three of our teaching series, Viral, Help and Hope When Life is Uncertain, and you taught, taught us how to build a lifelong marriage. So many of us are spending more time than we ever thought possible with our spouses so right now. True. Oof.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's... it's I mean, in reality, it has been very trying for a lot of couples. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, Before we kind of get into some questions around that, I would love for you to just um, maybe speak to the single person that's listening or that was even watching um, online, which if you're listening and didn't get a chance to watch or listen to the message from yesterday, you can do that through the Believers um, app or website. So... Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if
2: you're if you're a student and you're not married or, you know, you you are you're just single, you haven't been you haven't been married, but maybe you aspire to be then, you know, a talk like what what we did yesterday is really helpful because it kind of establishes and can, and can help a person to focus on what is God's plan for marriage. And I think understanding that is really helpful before you get married, understanding what God's idea of marriage is. Uh, but then, um, maybe, you know, there's a single person listening that don't, they have no plans to be married, or maybe you happen to be single again. Uh, you've gone through a divorce. I mean, there's the possibility that you could be married again. and, And for the same reason for the other group of people, this, this would be helpful, but maybe you're never planning to be. Um, But having an understanding of, of um, what marriage is and why it's significant as a follower of Jesus, I just think is, is good to have that foundation. And then also we all know married people and we all know married people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to understand what scripture says, what God's view is of marriage, and then to be able to encourage others with that information, uh, I just think it's, why wouldn't you want to have that? And and we do try really hard. I know a lot of churches feel like a club for married people. Uh, we try hard not to have that happen here at Believers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we have the, the table, which is uh, for young adults who are, you know, not all of them are single, but chunk of them are. A lot
1: of them are. Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, so we try to have uh, our teaching be relevant to everyone, no matter what their relational status is. Um, but you know, this is a big part of what life is. You, so having an understanding of what God's word has to say about it, I do think is, is good and, and probably important.
1: Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, certainly, in your many years as a pastor, you've had um, you have been a part of some wedding day blunders. I can imagine. So, do any of those come to mind?
2: So, I'll, I'll preface by saying, I've had way more humorous moments at funerals.
1: Well, I know that to be true. You get funeral giggles.
2: There have been some those funeral stories. Those closest to you know that. We can do that. We can do that. Uh, we have we have a talk coming up on. I'm oh, lost. that's true. So ask me that question. Okay, I will. I'm making uh, a note. <laughs> that's going to be great. Uh, the, the wedding, yeah, there's been some wedding blunders. The worst one, though, was the one that I was responsible for. I think it was last year. It might have been two years ago, but I'm pretty sure it was last year. I've tried really hard to forget about it. Um, it was awful. So I had a wedding two weekends in a row And they had basically the the same ceremony, just change of names. And so I went through the (laughs) script and I changed out all of the names and I forgot to change out the last line, which Uh -uh. is... I, it's my pleasure to introduce to you for the very first time Mr. and Mrs. And I said the wrong name. How do I not know this
1: story before right now? <laughs> because
2: I was so mortified. Oh I gosh. wanted to crawl into a hole and die. So I've never told anyone. <laughs> and now I've told five people.
1: <laughs> this, this is amazing.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh man, did they just look at you in yes, horror? Yes, the
2: bride looked at me like she wanted to kill me. I am and sure she did. I don't blame her. Right. It was a terrible, Terrible moment. I think they left the church. They've probably left. I don't know. I don't even know what's happened to them. They're, they've, pro- uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: it was awful. Wow. I I have other <laughs> questions, but I don't even know how to get there after that story. I was not expecting that. I know. That's incredible. It
2: was so. Bad. All right. Well, I'm
1: just gonna have to go. <laughs> for Imagine it.
2: sitting at the reception. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're still talking about it today. Yeah. It's like We're talking about are. Kyle's interview. Yeah, it's
2: a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Never lived that down.
1: So how long have you and Bonnie been married?
2: So we've been married 31 years. It'll be 32 in July.
1: That's awesome. Yep. As a pastor's kid myself, I think there can be an assumption that pastor's families don't face the same struggles that everyone else faces. Oh,
2: did your family have struggles?
1: Uh, maybe just a couple. Oh, okay. Um,
2: can our, you speak? Not ours.
1: No. Can you speak into that misguided assumption? It and is.
2: It is misguided.
1: Yeah. Have you and Bonnie, how have you and Bonnie navigated conflict that you've faced through the years?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I do a relatively good job of appropriately disclosing things in our church. And I talk often about the the 11th commandment, thou shalt keep it real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't pretend to have it all together in any area of my life, including my marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very grateful for my wife. Um, we've had, uh, 31, almost 32 really good years, but there's been a lot of difficult seasons, um, that we've gone through and we, I think we navigate it the same way. Um, anyone who's trying to follow Jesus and, and build an enduring marriage does. And that is, um, you know, there have been seasons where, uh, we've, uh, gone through something and we've reached out to couples that we, uh, have trust with. And, um, you know, we've reached out to you and Nate, uh, Mm -hmm. through the years and shared some struggles that, uh, we've gone through and uh, getting perspective and input and accountability from mm-hmm. other folks around us is part of how we've handled it. We've um, done counseling from time to time through these years. And uh, sometimes it's been individual counseling. Sometimes it's been couple counseling. I, I'm i a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good investment. And so, you know, we've done that. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think, isn't that how everyone who's trying to follow Jesus, that's what they do? Right. And that's exactly what we've done.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good. I think over the years, too, we've had um, different opportunities to host a couple of um, marriage conferences yeah. here at Believers. We've also um, done stuff with uh, other retreats and yep. things that we've promoted through Believers. So I think... Yeah, just taking advantage of those opportunities when they come up, even when your marriage doesn't feel like it's in crisis, moment is really important.
2: Yeah, I think that's really good, and and we do. I think annually there's a family life com- conference that rolls through, and yep. and we'll give it a mention. Um, but you know, probably, you know, I mean, some people will go every year, but I think you know, minimally, probably every five years, you should go to something like that—a marriage enrichment uh, seminar conference. Uh, we have B groups, which are, our small groups that, um, almost every semester there'll be one on marriage. And I think that's, that's good to get into. And it's not like some people ch- shy away from those cause they think it's going to be couples counseling, but it's not couples counseling. No. It's just, you know, learning some new skills, having some conversation, and it's an opportunity to connect with some other couples that are also trying to follow Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think what's important to say about that, too, uh, as far as groups go, is when we select B-group curriculum, um, we try to be really um, intentional in having curriculum that fit, fits the DNA of believers. Right. So if, if you are coming to believers because you like the way we approach teaching and um, our worship experiences and that sort of thing... Our hope is that you would feel the same way about what's being offered through yeah. our B group. So I don't I don't think you would come on a Sunday and then be a part of a marriage B group that's just like uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I mean <laughs> I hope that's
2: our hope anyway. I mean I'm sure there's been groups that sure. haven't fit that, but that is I think there's a really good chance that you'll have a it'll it'll seem like believers DNA is yes. in that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, in the message, you talked about the importance of becoming one with your spouse. And one of our talk about it discussion questions was what has been the most challenging in becoming one? From your personal experience, um, both personally and professionally, how would you answer that?
2: Yeah, that's that's the goal of marriage is oneness. But it's also the most challenging part of marriage. And the reason is um, I guess the word that I would use is, is it's the context of each individual. That's what makes it so challenging. Um, context being what it is that you bring into this relationship with you. Uh, and that's everything from, you know, how you approach money. You know, there's spenders and savers, there's people who live and die by a budget and people who would rather die than be on a budget. Mm -hmm. Um, there's social networks, friends, um, um, and how you relate to, to friends, you know, some people need to be social all of the time and other people are a little bit more introverted and they don't need to. Um, how you resolve conflict, how conflict was resolved in the home that you grew up in, you know, was it yelling, you know, all, you know, was it that kind of thing or, or was it a calm way to resolve stress and how you learn how to do that. You bring that with you into Mm -hmm. your marriage, your personalities, you know, whether, um, you know, strong outgoing, uh, you know, there's all these personality profile stuff in the Enneagram and all these things of how we're just kind of what our DNA is and different DNAs react and respond to conflict differently. They communicate differently. There's all of these different things, um, to even roles and responsibilities that you know, expectations that you have of your spouse, oftentimes that's based on what you viewed in your home, um, how love is expressed. I mean, there's just so many different things. And everyone brings all of that with them into a marriage. And so, you know, like for Bonnie and I, I mean, we couldn't have grew up more differently. Right. Uh, I didn't really grow up going to church. She is a missionary kid. Um, The way our parents disciplined was completely different. She had very strict parenting. Um, I had very little adult supervision. Mm -hmm. Um, Just all of it. And, And when you take people that are that different and whose experiences are that different and you bring them together to try to make them one that's a lot of work to yeah. to get all of that together. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest struggle in marriage. That's why it's that's why it is hard. Um yeah, so yeah, that's I I think for us as a couple that's been one of the biggest challenges, but I think that's true for just about every couple. It's a very broad category, yep. but yep. it's I think it's what makes it so challenging.
1: Yeah. Um we had the privilege of hearing from Robin and Jane Orr yesterday.
2: Wasn't well, that great? So and great. And it was their anniversary. Oh, was it really? Yes. And I, I had no idea when we recorded it that it was actually going to air on their anniversary, but it's their 40th wedding That's anniversary. That's amazing. I know.
1: So yeah, they shared some lessons learned over their 40 years of marriage. Yep. And I know you've been friends with them for a long time. Yep. How has their example impacted your approach to loving Bonnie well?
2: Yeah, we've known him a long time. Uh, Just a a little interesting tidbit. uh, Robin was one of the elders when I became the senior pastor here. Oh, that's great. However long ago that was, 15 years ago or so. Uh, So yeah, Robin's been a... He's been very influential, uh, a, a person of influence in my life in ministry, how I lead. But he has um, influenced, um, my, my family. Uh, he's, he's modeled, um, you know, through some parenting challenges, uh, just how to, how to do that with grace and, and to do it well. And I've had to, I've had to, you know, practice some of that in my own life. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, just, you know, he didn't set out to do that. He just did it by his right. example. Um, but Jane and Robin, what's so funny about them to me is how very different they are. Um, he's this outdoorsy, you know, um, he loves camping, he loves boating, he loves anything. Adventure seeker. He's an adventure seeker. That's, that is his love language. And Jane is, she's very, very funny, extraordinarily witty, Uh um, but she's, you know quiet cultured um you know she's a
1: librarian she's and, and is the librarian. epitome of a librarian she really is yeah.
2: and uh so you know i've gone uh on a canoe trip with robin where there's like you know when we camped overnight it's just like rustic there's no campground it's just you know wherever you happen to be and that guy could cook up a gourmet meal yeah. over an open fire But then I've attended the symphony with them, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, I think that's, I think that's how they've done that, uh, or how they've influenced me is that they, they have modeled how two people who are very different, they've each allowed each other to pursue the things that they're interested in. So Robin hasn't had to give up all of his adventuring and she hasn't given up who she is and what she loves and appreciates uh, through the arts. And, um, but they don't just run on solo tracks either. They engage with each other on those things. So, so good. I, it's been so good. And I, I, you know, just in observing them as a couple, I see that, you know, they will at times allow each other. The space that they need to pursue mm-hmm. the things that they want to pursue, but then they also do it together and and can value and appreciate what the other person is valuing, and appreciating. And I just think that's such a good picture of what it means for two people to come together who are very different and are going to be very different, but they they value each other, they esteem each other, they defer to one another. It's just a it's just a great picture of yeah. two becoming one.
1: So beautiful. Yep. Um, One of my favorite memories of them as a couple, they both came to Nicaragua with us years Mm -hmm. ago. And I just, even all of that you said there, like Jane just loved being with all the kids. She could just sit and rock some babies while she was there. And, you know, Robin wanted to build all the things. And he was talking with all of the construction workers and stuff. Um, But then they would just come together too. And they were just serving Jesus in their together but in their own yep. gifting and it was yep. just amazing.
2: Yeah, and we we kind of finished the interview. She talked about the prenup mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious because that is a that is a good picture though. You know, he's got these terribly tacky Christmas decorations that he loves and he sets them all up outside and their agreement was you decorate the outside Robin and she the the person with a little more finesse class a little more class maybe <laughs> no offense robin um, he's not listening anyway. no, he's not um but yeah then she decorates the inside and i think that's you know we joked about it but that is a good picture right. of exactly what we're talking about yep. they, they both get to do their thing they both appreciate and respect the other person and and allow each other to do their thing
1: yeah so good yep well that's all we've got time for today If you're enjoying the Made for Mondays podcast, please share on your social media feeds and be sure to leave us a positive rating. Also, from time to time, we'll be doing episodes that will answer your questions. Do you have a question about marriage and relationships? About other topics? We
2: got a question.
1: I know we did. (laughs)
2: That's so exciting. I know.
1: Thanks, Chris. (laughs) You can send them to us by emailing madeformondays at believerschurch.org. Jamie and I will get them directly. The link will also be included in the show notes. Thanks for being here, friends. Let's do all we can to be loved this week.